Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. With me, as always, is Matthew Anderson. And I'm Kenny Myers. And this is our fucking show, Fiddly Diddly Doo. Hey. Hey. Uh, well, hello, Matt. How's it going, man? It's uh, it's going well. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad at well, all. It's great. Are you ready to podcast today? I sure am. Excellent. a nice clean break yeah you like those yeah i do makes editing easier it makes it easier yeah today we are talking about civilization six yep there's matt, been six of them matt yes sir i'm fucking terrible at civilization <laughs> you're pretty bad i can only think of no games that i love as much as this that i'm this bad at okay yeah there sure. are zero games i play where i'm this bad i feel like how you must feel when we play portal 2 yeah probably yeah just like so stupid. Although to be fair, and so terrible. Leading up to this podcast, and so awful at the game. <laughs> you and I only played one game together. Right, but I mean that's well, that was a multiplayer game. Right, this is actually one of the few uh, games we've played where we actually have played the multiplayer. Yeah, I just you know I just wanted to point out for all fairness that I I think you did end up. Did you beat me in this game at least? I don't think so. Okay, I I clawed my way back at the end. I well, you were alive, so that was one. The game we played, I I did play terribly, so it's not. I, I it wasn't indicative of my true civilization skills. Right, and I've played Matt because uh, in five mm -hmm. we tended to start games and then not finish them. Yeah, and you always did really well. Yeah, I was always far ahead. Although by the end, you still kept. I think in Civ Six, you kept getting attacked by barbarians. The first game oh, we tried, gosh, like back it when it terrible. came out. Yeah, and then this cool. time it was barbarians, and then the Chinese. The Russians were in there too, and the Russians. Mm -hmm. You are just modern day America. Yep, sandwiched right in between two superpowers. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. You're like those islands contested waters in Japan. Yep, yep. China's building bases on you. Yeah, the, no, they were taking my cities. That's so we've been playing Civilization. I've been playing Civilization since probably 1990. Yeah, my whole life. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with it, and I peaked in Civilization at Civilization 2, by the way. Really? Yeah. I Because mostly I just built troops, and it was easy to conquer yeah. in that game. And that's I haven't changed my strategy since Civilization 2. <laughs> uh, yeah, Civilization. There are plenty of games that I can tell stories about. I, I If I remember correctly, I think I hinted a little bit at my um, uh, getting into computers via Doom, the original Doom, when we right. talked about that game. But as far as really cementing my love for video games, Civilization was the first game I can remember where I really had an infatuation with it. I would I would cut school early and go to one of my friend's houses because he actually had the game. My computer couldn't run it at the time when it came out. Right. And we would play. You know, we would we would play all night and his mom would try and get us to come and eat dinner and we didn't want to eat dinner, it was that sort of thing. So that's that's how long I've been playing Civilization for a long time. I played Civilization on my mom's laptop and it was one of the first laptops. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that like that was like that was a long time ago. Yeah, you, maybe you didn't even call them laptops back then. They were definitely called oh, they're called notebooks, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they were called notebooks. <laughs> they were Before made out of they were actually they're made out of concrete right. mostly. <laughs> That's why you, you didn't put them Roman on your laps concrete. <laughs> Roman concrete. 
So do we need to assume that there's anybody listening to this podcast that doesn't know what civilization is? Yes. Okay. So civilization is like uh, a video game version of Risk, if you know the board game. Essentially, you play... Do we want to assume that everyone who listens to our right. podcast knows what Risk is? I was going to, you know, it, that's an easy one. Okay. If now you know exactly what it so is. So video games, right? <laughs> Why are they called video games if they're not on VHS? Can you play them on, on a computer? Great question, yeah. audience. Uh, okay, so you can start a game. You play as a different civilization. America, British Empire, Chinese, whatever you want to pick. Each of them uh, have some strengths, some weaknesses, some bonuses, some unique styles of troops and things that they can do. And they're, they're mimicked a little bit uh, after actual history. Right. So civilizations that are known for their culture, uh, those civilizations will get culture boost items for you. You and play as a leader like Alexander the Great, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. Or Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt in this game. Mm -hmm. Each game kind of has different versions of different leaders. Yep. Um, and Teddy Roosevelt was the American one this round. Mm -hmm. So you start the game, but you start way, way back when, uh, when you're just a roving horde of barbarians and then you know, settlers. That's yeah. how it starts. And the very first move in every game, usually, if you get a lucky spot, is to found a city. Right, because cities are arguably the beginning of civilization. They very much so. And um, then at each period of the game, uh, it, it increases somewhat in scope. The general course of the game is that you're trying to create an empire, um, a truly tested civilization. You're trying to win the game via a couple different methods. There's You can take over everybody. You can build a big enough army and you can kill Kenny. Um, Kilkenny being, of course, the Irish city. Right. Yep. Uh, it's easy to do. And then you can just take over the whole board and you can win via domination. It is very easy to kill me. Mm -hmm. And here's why. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll and when that. faced with decisions that you have to make, I make all the decisions. Yeah. Uh, so let's see if I can cover all of the basics of this. I think there's five different ways you can win. In this game. In this game. So there's domination where you just take people over and you have more cities and you, you kill everyone. You take over everyone's capital. Everyone's capital. You, you, the you capital is them. usually the first city you found. Yep. Uh, there's a science victory in which you can be the most advanced um, scientific civilization. And uh, not just that, once you get uh, discover certain technologies, you then have to be the first civilization to launch uh, the space a race. space To win the space race. To Mars. Yeah. There is a culture victory mm -hmm. in which you can build enough. Newer and newer civs. Yep, newer civs. You can build enough uh, wonders and interesting things and become such a, a draw that you, you um, get the most tourists right. from other civilizations. Right. Um, then there is the religious uh, win, which is that you can convert a certain number of the other civilizations in the game to your religion, which you found. Yep. That's four. And then there's five. Uh, I thought they got rid of the, the diplomatic one? victory. Uh, maybe they did. I think five was in Civ Five. Diplomatic was United Nations vote. Yeah, you, you do the, the best. United Nations. But I, I don't know. They're all pretty muddy right now. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe there's just four. I thought there was five. But maybe there's four. Maybe we're forgetting one. We're probably forgetting one. I'm probably gonna sneeze. I'm just saying that right now. Okay. In case there's like a weird interruption, I make a funny noise in the future. Yep. That's what it was. Definitely, I haven't farted yet. So. Okay. Great. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, all right. So those are the different ways you can win. Now, Kenny, why don't you take a turn? And talk about your experience on sort of what the general uh, motives are in the beginning of the game to try and advance your civilization. So, I usually pick random because each leader has its own different strategy. So, yes. there are leaders that are more favored towards a religious victory. 
leaders that are more favored towards a diplomatic victory, yep, a cultural victory, etc. And it's all based on the bonuses and stuff you get. So I usually pick random. Um, and in the game that Matt and I played together, as well as other games, I played randomly. And I look at what their attributes are. So, for example, in the game that Matt and I recently played, I was the Aztec, which is DLC. And um, I was the Spanish. Yes. And the Aztec are warriors. So their general thing is to essentially conquer. They give you tools to conquer people as quickly as possible. Yep. So I tried to do that. Right. And one of the ways you get bonuses is there's resources throughout the land that you harvest. It's essentially a very complex board game. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the, there's luxury resources. There's things like oil, which you can use to make tanks and stuff like that, which aren't luxury. They're like standard resources. Mm -hmm. And the Aztecs get the bonus of if you mine as many luxury resources as you can or harvest them, you get stronger troops. Mm -hmm. So I tried to do that. And I have no idea how to take cities, and I still play like a Civ 2. Yeah. Which is just like three guys going to a city, attacking it, and then getting murdered by the city. Yeah, which is, which is a, uh, an interesting point to bring up, because each time there's been a new Civilization game, something has changed. And it hasn't always been additions. For the most part, you know, these games have been growing in scope and complexity and difficulty. But there's also been things that have gone away. Like before, maybe it was Civ 3. I think it was Civ 3. It could have even been Civ 4. They didn't have culture. There wasn't even a... Uh, what was culture? There was no nothing in the games for that. There wasn't something in there for religion. There weren't these different ways for you to do these Religion was five. And so from the beginning, it was basically just, let's see if you can build the biggest city and take everybody else over. Right. In uh, two... I believe there was diplomatic stuff. You could make enough peace treaties. And then There's also could... always been research victory, though. Yes, science has been in there. Yeah. yeah. You can launch, launch to Mars. So, but yeah, these, these games are incredibly complex. Very um, complex. I, and I think if I was going to be specific to talk about the difference in sort of what I've experienced as a difficulty for the military approach in Civ Six, is one of the things I got really used to as far as um, how you could uh, be easily take people over is that you used to be able to plan your attack of moving these things around the cities and then stack your troops. So you could pair up certain things. You could pair up horsemen with, you know, riflemen and right. you could stack tanks with anti-missile things. You could do all this stuff and then you could plan your approach and then basically create a front line and then some stacked troops. And that was definitely civilization four strength. Yeah. Which I never played civ four. Yeah. So that, that's how you that's how you do it. Right. And they got rid of stacking. In five. In five. And then there was none of that, which was okay, because then at least you could still surround a city and you could still take somebody out. But in six, they changed a couple of things, which I found were really difficult. One, they now have this thing where there is a notion of linking things. But as you can only link certain troops, it usually requires this great general. And in order to have a great general, you really needed to plan for that, to have great generals on your battlefield. The, I found it very difficult to plan how to get your troops to surround a city. Uh, and more specifically, if you want to do it right, then I, it seems the most logical approach is to get frontline troops around it, you know, in those squares around it, and then to have some sort of bombardment or long-range troops like archers or things like that to surround those troops so that you have reinforcements. But yet, if any of those frontline troops get taken out, the troop that's behind them is almost worthless most of the time, and now you have to move them to get anybody else back in front of those troops. So I always found myself with these second-line troops that were 
surrounding the city that I couldn't get through, but I needed to keep them there because if I moved them, I would lose the advantage. And then I'm just bombarding cities, but not really making an advance. And it was really difficult for me to plan out the attacks. And my strategy was, yeah, that looks like a military unit. And then I'd click on it and build it and send it immediately right away to destroy a city. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. You're stupid. Don't do that. I'm terrible at civilization. (laughs) I've never had a good game of it in the modern times. But I I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. And I tried to figure out where that deficit is. I'm like watching YouTube videos on how people play. I'm like, that makes sense. But then I'm just like, well, I'll just build whatever. I don't even think about what I build. I almost click on anything that looks like, yeah, 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 that seems reasonable. Mm -hmm. Do you do that? No. I feel like I have to build something all the time. Well, you do. Right. Uh, I mean, for the most part. There are definitely times in which if you've really, really focused uh, your technology tree to to what you want to study, and you are building all of your advantages for that, you will get into situations... How do you focus your technology tree? You... You based on which civilization you have. So what did you focus yours on this when we, you were playing as Philip the Spaniard? This one sucked. This game is not a good representation. Okay. I, I got I got Philip of the Spanish, and their their best bonuses are faith based bonuses. Right. So, so I tried, those... even though it's my least favorite version of the game to play, I tried to play the religious takeover right. game, and it's and you just slow got conquered and frustrating. And then all it takes is if you didn't, if you're trying to advance, well, there's seven other people you're playing against, right? So it's a very delicate balance between just going all the way 100% faith-based, but then also like making sure you're protected from this civilization. More than any civilization requires early protection and a lot of military units in the beginning. Yeah, just totally. beyond like the barbarians, which are a common thing in the beginning of the game. Instead of finding other civilizations, there are barbarians that raid you. They are vicious in yeah, this game. Very, very hard. So you need to build up troops almost before you work on anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and that's brutal. okay. I mean, to a certain extent, that's always been part of Civ is to make sure that you get, you know, one, and then depending on which approach you're going to take, sometimes before the next era arrives, you're talking like turn, between turn 50 and 70. Yeah. If Games are usually 250 turns. Yeah. If you're doing anything that's going to require, you know, expansion, uh, you ideally should have two or three cities by then. So, but you, you have to have had some amount of troops to help you expand and right. not run into barbarians. Right. But Matt, uh, Matt wants to do another game just so he can prove he's not as terrible at civilization as the opportunities he's been given. Well, so here's the thing. I'm not sure that's necessarily true. I played four other games of Civ VI um, since I've owned it, yep. including two recently because yep. I wanted to make sure I had a good feel for it. Perspective. Yep. I won one of them, mm-hmm. but I got... What was the victory? It was a cultural victory. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Uh, but I got destroyed in the other game. What level were you playing at? Uh, Prince? The first one I was playing Prince. Uh-huh. The second one I bumped it down one. And you got destroyed? No, no, I won. I won. Oh, that. okay. So, you know, it's funny. I I feel like after all of this play, I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with Civ 6, this particular version of Interesting. 6. I think 6 is, I mean, it's beautiful. It's amazing looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but do you like 5 better? Uh, or do you like 5 after all its expansions better? I st- well, I still think my absolute favorite is four. Is four interesting? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's there. There used to be this notion of you could learn one strategy really, really well. And maybe there's someone out there that can argue that that's still the case in Civ Six, and I'm just I haven't found it yet, and I'm and I'm incorrect. But uh, in that case, even still, it was a little bit more straightforward. If you decided, hey, you know. I really want to see what this culture stuff is. I'm going to find out what's the best way to build culture, maintain culture, get all these tourists, blah, blah, blah. Yep. You could, you know, 
search the internet. You could go through the Civapedia or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. They have a little encyclopedia. You can research this. Massive. Yeah. And it's, there's lots of stuff in it. So much. And you could just, you, it was sort of like going on a Wikipedia deep dive. You could just follow the tree, click on all the things. And before you know it, you'd kind of have a, a, you know, a refresher on like, here's all the things I need to be paying attention to. Right. And you could really commit to that strategy. Yep. And as long as you protected at least your cities at a bare, bare minimum, mm-hmm. you know, you felt like you were driving a strategy. Right. Civ 6, at least to me, um, feels like you need to at least keep your thumb on all of the different strategies, right. at least maintain this bare level of symbiosis. There's no specialization is what you're saying. There's not as much right. until the, the very late game. The very late game, you know, once you've established all your relationships and you can kind of see which which direction you're going, then you can pick a, you can draw a line in the sand. You can be like, okay, everything's science. And then from that point forward, you go into your policies, you shuffle everything over so that your science is incredibly boosted and you've mined all the land and you've made all the deals and you have caravans. Well, one, one could argue that that makes the game more balanced. Right. Yeah. Like I, I'm not even saying that I don't appreciate what they're going for. Right. But I just think like the game, uh, th- this is an incredibly complicated game. Extremely <laughs> so complicated. complicated. And, you know, that was true as well still in Civ 4 and in Civ 5. You know, they still had this notion of having to manage your resources and, and looking at what was going on in your cities. But now, like, all the way down at the individual city level, like, the, the detail of how much housing you require and whether you've got enough amenities, how much money you're bringing in, where are you getting it from, have you developed too many tiles, have you underdeveloped the tiles, did you move one, did you found your next city one space too far, and now it's going to take an extra turn for you to get a trade, there's just, there's Which all these little... Which is funny because... Si- it's the cleanest interface for Civ ever. Right. It's the simplest interface. Yeah, they did a great job with that part of it. It's yeah. like it doesn't look like the most complicated version no. of it by far. But, man, I, I felt like I had to learn so much yeah, just it, even to become well, to be useful. fair, every new Civ game is an entirely different game with, like, some the, – they twist the tenants enough that, that it's you have to learn new strategies almost mm-hmm. every time. Yeah. And I haven't. Yeah, I don't feel like I even picked up – uh, enough of them in this version of it. Well, really, to really get to good at any Civ game, you have to spend at least 200 hours in the game. <laughs> well, yeah. I certainly didn't do that. And as you talked about on that podcast that you just did, you just don't have the time for that. Yeah, I have less time. Yeah. Right. Um, so I don't know. I like. I don't really have... It, it's funny. I, can, I'm, I mean, I don't really know what you're doing with your time. I'm not sure how to form a solid opinion on where I, I lie in Civ Six. There's, you hinted at how it looks, right? Like... There are some aspects of the visuals in this game that are just stunning. Even something as simple as, uh, you know, when you start out, they've got this um, fog of war effect on the map where all you can see is your surrounding area and the mountain next to your city. Right. And then as you explore, you you learn more about the world. You're starting from scratch. You don't know, is the world flat? Is the world round? Who knows? And It's round. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, in case anyone was still guessing. Some people are. It's round. They're not uh, guessing. They're sure of it. So they're called morons. They've got this. They've got this effect, this visual effect in the game, where uh, for the first time, the uh, not, the hidden area looks like a map. It looks like a, a draw, hand drawn map. It's beautiful. And then as you uh, advance, there's this sort of watercoloring reveal effect where the map just sort of like 
fades away and just dissipates in this artistic style. And every time you were doing that, it really made the, the beginning game fun, the exploring part to do it manually. You just watch that map every time. It was just beautiful. Right. Simple things like that all the way down to how like you can zoom way down into a city and watch the troops even. Right. What they're doing. And support like, the troops. Yeah. Actually. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's always great to support the troops. Yeah. Always great. Uh, so stuff like that. And then also like you hinted at with the interface. I mean, the amount of effort it seems like they put into um, focusing some of the different, like the, where the tech tree goes, how you manage your policies, all that stuff. Once you figure that stuff out, each of those are their own little individual super powerful interface. And they right. did a really good job with that. And then, yeah, there's just this other side of the game where, first of all, I don't feel like I got really good at it at all. Um, even though I played five five games, four or five games. Which isn't uncommon for Civ. No, that's fine. Um, but there's it's just there's so much stuff to do. Right. Oh, my God. It's really complex, and they've added a lot more complexity to this one. Like you said, hidden complexity. That doesn't really show itself until you're like halfway through the game and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Which is problematic for me because even in other games where there wasn't as much complexity, I was still like, I guess I'll build this here. Like not even strategically thinking. I'm like, sure, let's build a district. Yeah. And one of the, so, and here's the thing. One of the, if I was to try and put my finger on, on the most um, tedious complication that makes it very problematic. It's setting up an online multiplayer game. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's pretty oh, no. bad though. That is tedious. Yeah. Uh, the ready button, guys. Uh, I'm glad you fixed it a little bit, but holy cow. I think that was a month one fix, actually. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we'll put it in the notes. Uh, so, no, they there used there's always been a certain scope to planning your cities in Civilization. In this one, though, they have this notion of districts, and the districts are special. They all do different things. And again, remember, like I was saying, in previous games, you could commit to a strategy, right? You could say, I'm going to take the science path. Right. Well, each of these different paths, if you go all the way into science, you go all the way into culture, that other path, it's going to develop also very quickly at the same time. You, It's almost very hard in the beginning to avoid being so scientific and not, not getting a lot of culture at the same time and vice versa. Right. And so... Again, you, which I think is a testament to the balance of absolutely. this Absolutely. And then where I think it went a little bit wrong or what made it challenging for me, I'll say, it's not wrong, is that where you place these districts now determines so much more than it used to. If you place your, if you want to get a boost for science, you want to place your first um, campus campus next to mountains. Right. Sometimes it can give you a boost of almost four science per turn, which, which is, is a lot. Immense. Yeah. Um, but as you can imagine, if you're placing it right next to mountains, the tiles around that more than likely they're going to be hilly. Well, if you want to build one of the science-based wonders or one of the specialty advances, you have to place it directly next to a campus, and the land has to be flat. And you have to know this ahead of time before you plan your city. So you're staring at the city. You're not sure which way the borders are going to expand, you know, and on which turns unless you're purchasing those tiles. And you have to look around in the beginning and really, like, plan out, okay, a hundred turns from now when I want to build the great library, I better put my, my campus here instead of this one other spot because I know I'm going to – just keeping all that in your head was really difficult for me. I think that's why they call it a strategy game. I know. I'm, I'm not saying it's it's good or bad. Gettysburg wasn't just like, hey, let's head in here. Or at least I'm trying not to say it's good or bad. Right. Um, but I am saying that this is this is the first time I've played a civilization. There have been plenty of times when I've played Civ games in the past, and I've gotten beaten badly, or I did something wrong, or I made a stupid mistake. And I thought, well, you know, I learned something. I'm definitely going to get better. 
Uh, and and so each subsequent games, I felt like I was improving in my skill level. This right. is the first Civ game I've played in which I actually have a notion. I might not ever get good at this game. Interesting. Like, I might Do you just feel challenged to get good at this game? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. It certainly got my attention. Yeah. Because I'm like, hey, I've played five of you. <laughs> I should be much better at this. I should be this. much better than just being able to win two out of five games. Right. <laughs> and only by lowering difficulty. And only by lowering the difficulty. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I can communicate this in a way that if you've never played Civ, uh, this will make any sense to you, but hopefully Kenny understands the joke here. Uh, the, the God, one... I hope so, because you had quite a setup for it. The one recent game that I won when I won the Cultural video yeah. uh, victory, do you know how I did it? I have no idea. With one city. Really? Yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Because one city in this game allows you to focus. Yeah. Like, I looked at that city. I said, I'm going to plan exactly how this city can expand its cultural base. Yeah. I'm going to plan out where all my districts go, and I'm just going to build all of my other resources. Did you draw a map? And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to put this here. Was in there my brain, a diagram? Pretty much. In my brain. Yeah. yeah. And Your I brain thought, works like that. So then I did two things. My brain's like a kid high on sugar. I'm just like going from the next candy bar to the next candy bar. I'm like, yeah, this candy bar looks good. So the only thing I really focused on, other than planning out that city, was I put all the policies and made all of my scientific advances. Because yeah. you still get a boost for science if you take a culture approach in the beginning. I focused all of that on giving myself more trade route capacity. And then I had, I had like five or six traders. Yeah. Which is, a, you start with one. Just listening to you describe this game over the course of the past 25 <laughs> minutes, I think we've lost every member really? of the audience. It's so fucking complex that you're just like, oh yeah, trade routes. And then we, this is the first time we've mentioned trade routes yeah. in the podcast. And someone's like, what the hell is a trade They're just route? like, what yeah. the fuck is trade routes doing there? And it's like, well, it turns out it's pretty significant yeah. to the game. It's one huge aspect of one part of the game. Yeah, but it's actually kind of small, but it's still huge. Yeah, yeah. That's so why anyways. these games are great, though. Like, if you're paying $60 for essentially almost guaranteed 100 hours of entertainment. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could play this game. I, I probably an addictive put 50 entertainment. hours in this game. An yeah. addictive entertainment. I mean, it's the there's a notion, there's a joke running, it's called just one more turn, right? That, mm -hmm. that comes from civilization and gaming. It's just like, ah, I'm just going to do one more turn, and then you end up spending 30 turns until it's right. 3 in the morning, and you're like, well, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. You hit enter, and then the Chinese... But I got that fucking great person. The Chinese invade your city, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, ten more turns. Yeah. And we won this game. Actually, uh, it was Matt and my brothers. We all played together. I have two mm -hmm. brothers. And uh, they're both much smarter than me, and much better at civilization than I'll ever be. So it was really interesting to see who would actually win, because I knew Matt wouldn't win against them. Dennis or Andrew are pretty damn good at this game. Yeah, so did, by the way, did you hear about how it ended? Uh, space victory on the last turn, right? Not just that. Space victory on the last turn, one of your brothers won. Yeah. Your other brother, one turn behind him. Right. In the space victory. Right. So it's like, wow, you yeah. guys came really close to beating each other. Yep. That's my family where I'm the retarded one. <laughs> no offense to the mentally disabled. I'm but... sorry that extends to our podcast, Kenny. What do you mean? You but... mean that people know that? Yeah, that you're the retarded one. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I see what you see. There we go. That's the problem. I'm really you can't slow, get the so jokes. I don't yeah, get jokes. I know. It sucks. I don't yeah. get jokes. I'm small, like my chance of victory in civilization small-minded yeah so you're right we've talked about a lot and we haven't talked about probably a half of the game half of it yeah and we've talked about things we like and things we, we didn't don't. even talk about the military units or how you have to get to know which one's the best yeah and we haven't even covered that city states unique military units for each city states yeah. city states which are just which standalone i things. hate city states i hate them too i don't think they add much to the game uh well let me tell you if you're built if you're trying to win a game with one city yeah city states are your friends i'm sure <laughs> 
but you're not supposed to. Like, I shouldn't feel like I have to just manage one city in order to win the game. That makes sense, though. I mean, if you think about Singapore. Yeah. I or was Luxembourg. I was basically Singapore. You were like Luxembourg or That's Singapore. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Or uh, the place where they have the race. Monaco. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the Isle of Man. Monaco's. You're in Monaco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You won by being Monaco. Yep. But with like a great pyramid or something. I had the pyramids. I yeah, did. yeah. And I had the Colossus and I had the Great Lighthouse and I had just. Oh, we didn't even talk about how those get drawn in and built and it's beautiful or builders. Ah, fuck. Yeah, this is a great game. If you like strategy games, this is the best strategy game. Uh, Like board game style strategy game. I don't know if it's the best. I know it's the one that I've loved the most for the longest time. And somehow they just keep pulling it off. I mean, regardless of my feelings of this one. I, I mean, read about their approach to that, which is very fascinating. Do you know so? what they do? No. They completely ditch the game director every time. Really? So the people who've worked on the previous Civilization game, that's it. It's like a one and done thing. And then it's a completely new person who maybe worked on an expansion or something to lead the development of the new one. Interesting. So that's like, why they I've, have different perspectives. I've got this vision. Here's what I want to build. Right. Here's this what I my... here's what I liked about five, and I want to incorporate into my own. But I want to add this. And like, yeah. so everyone. The first one was Sid Meier's, who it's named after. The second one was Bruce Shelley, who went on to do really? uh, Age of Empires. Yeah, and, yeah. And then they've the, the next three are not really notable. I don't huh. know. I yeah, think that's that's cool. Justin Timberlake took one. That's, yeah. Jimmy Fallon's the current one. His was good. His Steve had a, Steve his Colbert's had... next. <laughs> Because he's the late night king now. Um, cool. Anything else you feel like we should talk about with this game? My dog walking down the stairs. I, see, last time you said that during the podcast, I listened really hard and you couldn't hear it. Oh. So if you just ignore it, the listeners just never know. Bark, bark. <laughs> see? There's old Fido. Yeah. Oh, we're recording the podcast. My wife stopped by. See, if again, if you hadn't said anything, just no one would have known. I know, but I like that. Okay. I really like her. All right. She's all right. Um, ah, she's okay. Yeah. Anything that... Uh, Anything we should absolutely mention? I'm fucking terrible at this game. You are really bad. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so terrible. I've probably spent at least a good three hours watching YouTube videos trying to figure out how to what, to play this game. I, I you had a you had a hard enough time just dealing with you know m managing your brothers on multiplayer, and so I felt really bad, and I just didn't want to say anything. But it was really terrible to feel like I've literally this is the worst game of Civilization I have ever yeah, played in my Matt, entire life. Poor Matt didn't have a chance. And then I clicked the score sheet and i'm still ahead of kenny yeah <laughs> i was like wow yeah I, I was ahead there for a little bit in military you were just a little bit and then done, my older brother just decimated me yeah, just a smidgen they're just they're just they just get it and i don't yeah but i'm pretty good at portal too you are much better than i that's that's what i hold on to yeah that gets me <laughs> through the nights hey yeah. by the way uh you should review us on itunes and subscribe to us on patreon i mean with if, money if if you like us yeah or tell your friends Maybe if you have maybe them anymore. until the end of this particular podcast wasn't the best choice of... No, it should have been at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Before we droned on for 30 minutes. <laughs> people would be like, what the fuck is this? Sounds like risks, risk for type A people. Yeah. <laughs> for fucking OCD people. Uh, Civ's pretty great. I, I, I assume a large majority of people that be listening to this podcast have played a Civ at some point. There's not one I won't buy. Um, and the expansions, which they haven't announced one, usually add a lot to the game, yeah, too. Yeah, they do. And they fix things. But this this game, more than others, has started out with like a huge baseline compared to the other civs. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. I think I, so I, I hinted at you, I did have some performance issues just with my particular computer uh, in the late game when yeah. there was plenty of stuff on the screen. But Matt was like playing 
4K with like a GPU meant why for not? 1080p, why not? 30 frames per second. <laughs> it's like making noises while it's playing. Yeah, so I did bump into that, and I also had uh, on one of my diplomacy screens, uh, after not making a deal go through, it froze. Your brother ran into that too. Uh, where I just you just can't get out of it, yeah, and you had to restart the game. There were some bugs. The worst part of the whole experience was setting up our first multiplayer game. Yeah, we couldn't figure it out, and Steam's kind of broken on it too. But I mean, there have been plenty of times in the past where I had to forgive a lot more technical issues uh, immediately after purchasing a Civ game because they're so complicated. Speaking of which, our next game is Mass Effect Andromeda. That should be great. Forgiving a lot of technical issues. Yeah, there'll be lots of stuff to talk about. There, yeah, I'm sure. we have our full established schedule for this year. Are we going to post it? Uh, yeah, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you post it. And also, on Mass Effect Month, I'll be posting our uh, non-published Mass Effect 3 podcast. Oh, perfect. That's yeah. one of our least favorite. Uh, it's the only podcast that we re-recorded ever. Because yeah, we, we didn't like it so much. No, we hated it so much. There's your sneak peek. There was just a vibe <laughs> we felt about that podcast. I don't think we ever listened to it, actually. I don't think we have, no. No, we were just like, no, we need to redo this. Yeah, we immediately stopped, took a break, and then re-recorded the podcast. Yeah. Exclusively for Patreon subscribers. Ooh, such a neat treat. Yeah, you can put like 50 cents up or something. Yeah, there you go. It's worth 50 cents yeah. for sure. And then you can download it and you can cancel. Uh -huh. As long as we got your initial money, I'm fine. Civilization, a game that we'll always buy and play. Yeah, and you should too. Like XCOM. If you like a game games. that will eventually play. Yeah, maybe. No, we're definitely going to play it. But who knows when? Yeah, but I mean, how could we not play XCOM 2? It's happened so far for two years in a row. <laughs> Are you going to play it again? Do you feel like you want to play it? Yeah. Yeah, and there's an expansion coming out. Uh huh. Maybe we should get some delicata sandwiches and just <laughs> play it together. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm going to talk to them about sponsorship. You could. I know them all. Mostly just for sandwiches. Yeah, they make great sandwiches. Free sandwiches before we podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is our longest ranty nod about the game thing. You know, I wasn't going to say anything, but well, like, you I can figured, set a record. If you just want to keep I rambling. I no one's <laughs> listening, so I can get some stuff out. We lost them halfway Man, through Man, I'm pretty disappointed screen. in you as a person. <laughs> I'm going to use this opportunity to explain all your faults. Uh, Civ 6 is great, if you, especially if you love Civ games. Although Matt it. feels sexually confused oh, about sake. it. He does. He's just like, I don't know, Civ 4 just treated me right, and Civ 5 just, you know, was a fling. Civ 6 I feel uncomfortable with. No, it's fun. like you said your favorite was Civ 2. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't. My favorite is Civ subsequently two. the newest one always. Okay. Civ 2 was the only one I was good at. Gotcha. No, Civ I, 1 I was good at, too. So here's, I'll tell you what. You know what I'm great at? Civilization Revolution 2 for the iPad. I played that game, too. I'm fucking great at that game. I played Revolutions on the it's Xbox. Great. It's great. Yeah. Um... So it doesn't run anymore, by the way, because it's 32-bit and iOS won't allow 64-bit. I don't 32. even. There have been so many civs and so many different things. I don't actually really know which one is my favorite by number. Yeah. I'll just tell you there was one of them, and I believe it was the first one where they introduced culture. So was that three, four? That was five. Four. Five. No, that was, was four. four. Okay. Yeah. In that, when they first introduced it, there was this notion of expanding strength of your border. Yeah. And you could expand your border. Via culture. So there was this awesome thing you could do where you could put a lot of uh, uh, time into building great artists and great musicians. And then you could do what commonly got referred to as a culture bomb, in which you could move this person over to your border mm -hmm. when you were in friendly territory next to, the, you know, the Chinese. Yeah. And you could um, do a great wonder, perform, you know, your piece of art or whatever, and you would basically blow your border into their 
civilization and, and expand into their territory. You could eventually take over their cities. And then you culture. could take over their cities with culture. Which went into four to five, but didn't get put in six. Correct. And I, I really liked that. That's a, that's a, I did like that. That's too. the one game mechanic that I met. All the other ones I had an affinity for that have gone yeah. away, but that's the one that I really, really miss. Do you know which one I really miss? Uh, the one where you could win. The one where I can be build military. Two guys and take over a city. <laughs> you can still do that if it's your first one and it's a it's right yeah, next if to I'm it. like 17 techs ahead of everyone else, yeah. I can build like musket men to take out barbarian cavemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, play Civ Six. Yeah. And if you can figure out how to do a multiplayer game, it's a great way to kill time with friends. Mm-hmm. It is. It's or really to fun. be beaten by your brothers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the podcast for this month. I'm Kenny Myers, and with me as always... Matthew Anderson. That's right. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, We really mean it. Um, I really want to play other games, but I can't because we have to do these ones. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry, buddy. I mean, just like games you won't play. Break's coming up. I know. I'm playing ahead for it. Nice. All right. We love you. Talk to you soon or whatever. Nice, Matt. Send them home warm. (sighs) Bye.